Hello and welcome to the Sports Ethos DFS Today podcast. I am your host, Mike Patra, right in solo for this wonderful, large, and in charge 11 game slate we got on our hands. So, uh, quick shout out to our presenting sponsor over at Thrive Fantasy. Just give a quick shout out to them, as always, the number one prop bet fantasy site out there. So come out there, prop up on Thrive Fantasy this season. It is a daily fantasy sports and esports app for player props. With Thrive, you can eliminate the countless hours of research and focus only on the top tier athletes. Choose 10 out of the 20 available player props to build your lineup. Each prop is assigned a fantasy value for both the under and over based on how likely it is to hit. Hit the most props, rack up the most points, and win your share of the prize pool. Thrive has given out over $50,000 in guaranteed prizes weekly for the NBA season and has awarded over $6 million thus far. Use that promo code ETHOS when you sign up today and you'll receive 100% instant deposit on up to $100. So listen, you put in $100, they give you $100. It's free money. Go use it. Play with the promo code ETHOS. Download Thrive Fantasy out of the App Store or Play Store by visiting their website, www.thrivefantasy.com. So we got a fully packed slate on our hands today. And let's just take a moment, give a quick shout out to the Stefan Wardell Curry, or Wardell, this is his first name, uh, breaking that NBA record over there in the Knicks, in Madison Square Garden against the Knicks. Did it quickly. Knocked down two three-pointers in like the first five minutes of the game. Got it out of the way. I think we all saw it coming. He only needed two of them. It's not like it was one of those ones where, uh, you know, it, the past three nights I think everybody's been playing him in DFS just on the hopes that this is the night that he does it. We knew it was happening. Uh, I, I actually avoided him in DFS just because I thought a lot of people would just continue to keep going back to that well. And it turned out well. I mean, fr- frankly, with all the protocols and COVID cases and everything happening in the NBA season, with all those rule outs in Brooklyn, you just had to stack that game pretty heavily. Uh, and it went to overtime. So if you didn't have four, five nets, you're probably not going to win a lot of money tonight. It, it's just that's where the value was. Durant went buck wild. Having some pieces on the other side of the ball was a must at that point. It just made a whole lot of sense. So looks like I'm cashing tonight, looking pretty good. I'm recording this as that Phoenix Portland game is happening. I still have a couple shares of some players in there. Uh, basically one <laughs> in most of my lineup. So let's see how it finishes. But it looks like it's going to be a pretty profitable night as of now. But we're not going to waste too much time. We have 11 games to talk about. So we're going to dive right into this. We're Again, this is another night with a lot of injury news, a lot of things to monitor, not a lot of game lines. So we're going to do the – I'm going to do – let's say we. I'm used to doing this with somebody else. I'm going to do the best I can just solo on this. First game of the night. It is a 7 p.m. Eastern Standard uh, Time game. Houston traveling to Cleveland. They are taking on the Cavs for the injury report. Evan Mobley is questionable. Colin Sexton ruled out. Eric Gordon has already been ruled out along with Jalen Green, Daniel House Jr., Kevin Porter Jr., and then we have Christian Wood questionable. So a lot to monitor in this one. Uh, We're going to need a lot of that information as well. Uh, As far as a game line and game total, we do not have it yet, so we are just going to have to kind of hang out, wait and see, uh, and monitor. But you can imagine any team going against Houston, it's a pace-up spot, probably going to be some good things. Oh, I lied. We do have it. It's just popped up. 221 game total, Cleveland being favored by 8.5 points in this one. So 
We'll start off on the Houston side of the ball with Eric Gordon being ruled out. You know, they could go the DJ Augustine route. They could go the Monty Brooks route. We've been seeing both of them. Uh, they're both, I guess, in play as of this point. I mean, Armani Brooks all the way up to 5,500, though, probably takes him out of play knowing that we have 11 games. And I haven't seen one of those, like, 40-point ceilings. We've seen a 35. We've seen a 30. We've also seen the low light of it. So we really just have to see and monitor what that starting lineup is. Uh, DJ Augustine came back off the bench, and I'm not chasing that game either with DJ. Uh, I mean, it's 23 minutes, put up 29 DK points. He did it on 7-9 shooting. And 85% three-point shooting, knocked down six of seven three-pointers. So a little unrealistic to expect that again. Now, we've seen some decent DJ Augustine games in the past. But on 11-game slate, I just don't see myself going there. The main spots I do want to look at uh, will be Alfarun Sangoon. Uh, the dude is an absolute beast. If Christian Wood sits, it's going to be him and Tice basically holding down that center position at 4,500 in a matchup like this. Absolutely. I think he's very much in play. We're talking back-to-back 30 DK point games at 4,500. He looked fantastic. I think the uh, the Houston front office and coaching staff might finally be recognizing how good this dude actually is. Uh, I don't know if you follow me on Twitter. You probably saw me during the draft, the NBA draft, pretty much getting mad at OKC for not taking him. Uh, he would have fit that team perfectly. He was the, the best player available at that time, in my opinion. So I'll be looking at Sangoon. Uh, I think Tate's a decent option at 5,800. He's going to get increased usage if there is no Christian Wood with Eric Gordon being ruled out. They just need people to shoot. So Garrison Matthews, Tate, uh, and Sangoon would probably be my top options. And also, if we do happen to see that there is you know, Christian Wood is ruled out, keep your eye on K.J. Martin. I think at 3,600, he could be a sneaky value play, if, especially if he draws that start. Definitely another guy I'm interested in. So a lot of these Houston guys are going to be in play merely by – just volume. They're going to have a lot of usage taken down, trickle down effect from Gordon and Christian Wood both being out. On the other side of the ball, definitely some options we could look at on this side of the ball. If Mobley sits, I think Laurie Marketing uh, definitely gets a bump. He'll probably slide right up to that power forward position. And an up, up tempo matchup uh, should be one that he could feast on at 5,100. I have interest in Laurie. And I think Jared Allen at 83 should just have that center position and all the rebounds locked down to himself. We could be looking at you know, one of those 15 and 18 type games from him right here. At 8,300, he is certainly in play. Those are the two primary options I'm looking at. I wouldn't fault you if you wanted to go to Garland. There's a lot of guards we could choose from. I'm, I'm probably just going to take advantage of these front court minutes if Mobley sits. And if Mobley plays, I think Mobley's in play himself at 6,900. And I don't think that takes Allen out of the rotation or, or out of our player pool, as I should say. Um, I think he remains in there, but it probably would take marketing out for me. On to the next game, Atlanta Hawks traveling to Orlando. They are taking on the Magic. For Atlanta, Bogdan Bogdanovich, Solomon Hill, DeAndre Hunter, all ruled out. Everybody else in the G League. And for the Magic, Mo Bamba is questionable, although I think I saw a report on Twitter that he's likely to play. Michael Carter-Williams ruled out with Markel Fultz, Jonathan Isaac, Etuan Moore, and Jalen Suggs all remain out as well. Looking for the game total it is at 225 with Atlanta being favored by seven and a half. So relatively high game total in this one. Uh, generally, going against the Magic, you don't see too many high game totals. They tend to play a little bit slower. Uh, but Trey Young now, after a big game, priced all the way up at 10-7. But the dude's been just cooking. At least 55 DK points over the last four games. I'm not scared off this Orlando matchup whatsoever. So he's definitely one of the options I'm keeping in my pool and looking at, especially if I'm spending up at that point guard position. He's probably the 
I guess the best option uh, outside of one other guy that we'll get to a little later, who's like only a couple hundred dollars cheaper uh, to spend up at point guard. But I mean, there's really only two point guard options above that really AK range. I'm looking at three, I'd say three more, but there's a large gap in between the top two and then the last one. Uh, and he's being, him being one of them. I, I prefer him over Lillard. I prefer him over Westbrook. I prefer him over Mitchell. And this is point per dollar, obviously not just based off of price. Cause he's, you know, $1,600 more than Mitchell. Uh, but I, I definitely do like me some some Trey Young on this slate. Outside of Trey Young, though, we can continue looking at guys like Kevin Werder and these ancillary guys. They're not guys I'm building as foundational pieces, but they're in play. Uh, not the greatest of price tags. But Tim, uh, Timothy Luau Cabro only played 20 minutes with Cam Reddish back, and that could be expected now that Reddish's minutes limits has been lifted. He should start to work his way back up. And at 3,800, he played 28 minutes in that last game against Houston. He's definitely in play. If he's going to be playing 27 to 28 minutes, we got a lot of value to choose from. Is he the most concrete and solid of it? No, but he's definitely a good GPP play because he probably won't draw a lot of ownership. Uh, and that's probably about it. I don't think this is a game that I want to target Capella, uh, although we've seen for every good Trey Young game, it's been three straight 40-point DK games. But he's 8K. We need a little bit more than 40. So I'll probably take a pass on the front court in this one. On the other side of the ball, looking at them, if we see that you know Wendell Carter Jr., for some reason, if he does not play, uh, I think it's going to be a nice little bump for guys like Franz Wagner and Okiki. Uh, Robin Lopez will probably end up playing decent minutes, but not somebody I'd be interested in. Uh, it would mostly just probably be like Franz and Okiki, and I obviously I prefer Franz in this matchup a little bit more. I think Franz is in a good spot here, 6,300. He's been super consistent with his 30-point games. Nice little cash play. Has a little bit of tournament upside, but not something I'm overly interested in. And I want to talk about Cole Anthony. I just said it. There's not a lot of guys I like in this matchup. It's a good Cole Anthony spot simply because he's going to get that Trey Young defense. It's just that simple. Um, I don't see myself gravitating towards having a ton of shares of him, but if you wanted to look at him, I think this is the spot to do it. He put up 54 DK points on them earlier in the year, shot 11 to 19, uh, did so with 11 assists, and only had three rebounds, which is three lower than a season average. So he has the makings to be a good play here. I think he makes for a good contrarian play over some of these guys like Kyle Lowry that we'll get to in the next game. But overall, I just don't see myself having too, too many shares. Uh, it just is what it is. If I land on them with a couple of my builds and multi, I'll, I'll have shares of them, listen. But it's going to be in like the 20 entry max and in tournaments like that that I have shares. In my single entry and my cash, I probably won't. On to the next game, Miami Heat traveling to Philadelphia, taking on the 76ers. Looking at the injury report here, we got some names that we have to keep an eye on and monitor. We saw that Seth Curry and Joel Embiid both sat out that last game. They're both questionable. And let me just talk about that slate for a second. That was a terrible slate. I mean, I think we got all the Grizzly news one minute after lineups locked, so it made for adjustments a little bit harder. Uh, we got this news a minute after the game started, it felt like. Uh, it's just been a whirlwind on that last slate. So let's cross our fingers. Hope for that. Hope for the best that we don't get another one like that. But both those guys are questionable. And then Ben Simmons, as we know, continues to be out on the Miami side. Jimmy, bam, both ruled out. Caleb Martin, Markeith Morris, Victor Oladipo, all out. Tyler Hero, questionable, dealing with that right quad strain. Something to keep an eye on. Um, I think he's got a decent chance to sit in this one out as well. And then as far as like a game total and a spread, it's a 207 game total. Philly being favored by five and a half points in this one. So we'll start off with Miami here. We know the bodies that we want to continue looking at with everybody out. Kyle Lowry continues to just have an insane amount of usage, taking the shot attempts, doing everything he needs. There's also the, uh, you know, the aspect in he played. Uh, he played or grew up in Philly. Played. He's a Nova dude. 
generally plays well when he travels back here. So I think we can look at Kyle Lowry. You know, you always gotta you always gotta check that kind of stuff out. And if if you're one of those people that always likes to, you know, and listen, I'm not saying I always go towards uh, any any single you know thing that uh, grew up here, played here, you know, went to college there, uh, parents in the stadium. Some of those things do intrigue me. Um, but I also try to look at the past results and what's happened. And he's generally played pretty well against Philly. So Kyle Lowry in play for me, absolutely. Outside of Kyle Lowry, I think P.J. Tucker, we got to continue to look at this guy. As long as these big men are out, like Bam is out, and as long as Jimmy's out, he's getting increased shot attempts. He's getting the rebounds. He's even been doling out assists. He has at least four assists over the past four games. The dude's just been contributing across the board. And at 5,300, I think he's going to be fairly chalky. So my heart's almost telling me to bounce off, but my head's telling me to play P.J. Tucker in some lineups. And then I want to keep an eye also on Gabe Vincent. Uh, 4500 so the price boost is in there. A little bit of the luster has been taken out of it. But at 4500 as long as he's playing 30-plus minutes, which he should, I'm going to have a couple shares and some interest in Gabe Vincent. So it's PJ, it's Kyle Lowry, it's Gabe Vincent. Those are the main options I'm looking at. Uh, probably not much more. And on the other side of the ball, looking at Philly, Joel Embiid, if he sits, obviously we can go right to the drum and well at 4700 He didn't have a great game in that last one. He only actually played 21 minutes, but it was also a blowout. Uh, if he was given the extra 10 minutes or so, we were probably looking at close to a 40 DK point game from him. So Andre Drummond at that price tag of 4,700. Uh, if we have the news before lock, which we should, it's early game. Uh, he will be extremely chalky, but I'm fine with eating that chalk. And then also don't mind looking at Tyrese Maxey at 61, uh, coming off of a really good game, shot nine to 17 in that last one, put up 35 DK points. It's a good matchup for him. Maxey's in play for me as well. And then if we happen to see that Seth Curry sits, Corkmouse drew the start for him in that last one, played 32 minutes. At 3,500, there's worse value plays out there. So Corkmouse, and I wouldn't even mind a share to a Shake Milton who would see close to 30 minutes if we have no Seth Curry as well. So it's going to be Corkmouse, Drummond if Embiid sits. It would be a little bit of Shake if Curry sits, and, you know, caveat Corkmouse sits. And then if they all play, I probably wouldn't have any shares of Tyrese Maxey. It would probably just take a lot of the luster out of this game entirely for me. If everyone's healthy and playing, I don't see myself having any shares of anyone. All right, moving on to the next game. Los Angeles Lakers traveling to Dallas, taking on the Mavericks here. As far as the injury report is concerned, for Dallas, Sterling Brown's questionable. Willie Cauley-Stein, Luka Doncic both rolled out. And then for the Lakers, Trevor Ariza is out. Anthony Davis is questionable. Taylor Horton-Tucker is out due to health and safety protocols. LeBron James probable. Kendrick Nunn is out. Let's check to see if we have a game line. We do not. No game line, no total, no nothing. So we'll start off here with L.A. And one guy stands out to me in particular, and that would probably be a little bit of Malik Monk. 4,400, I think, is a good price tag for him. It's where he should be. Uh, they haven't had one of those big games over the past four. Taylor Horton Tucker being out opens up a few more minutes for him. Probably open up a few more shot attempts as well. Uh, and then I, the only other guy I'm probably going to have any concern with or, I guess, any real interest in would be LeBron James. He's all the way up to 11-1, but he's just been a different player over the past week. About three straight games of an average of more than 60 DK points. At 11-1, there's a lot of guys we could spend up on. He's definitely got to be one you could consider if Anthony Davis sits. If Anthony Davis plays, I'm probably avoiding all these bigs in general. On the Dallas side of the ball, not a whole lot I like here. Um, just being honest, you know, it's it's the prices 
they were increased. You know, Porzingis and Brunson have been guys I've been playing over the past couple of games and profiting off of it. But now Porzingis is up to 8,600, so you've you got to spend a pretty penny on him. If Davis plays, the matchup's not great. Uh, Brunson's up to 67. He's still playable in that price range. I still think that's an okay price tag for Brunson. Uh, but the only reason I'm playing Brunson is if Davis sits and I'm playing like a LeBron on the other side. Otherwise, I just don't see myself having too much exposure to this game in general. I'll probably take a pass on it for the most part. Got to cross some games off. On to the fifth game, Indiana Pacers traveling to Milwaukee, taking on the Bucks. As we know, there's going to be some news here. Justin Holiday questionable. TJ McConnell has been ruled out. TJ Warren has been ruled out. And then for the Bucks, we know that Giannis is ruled out. Uh, he is in health and safety protocols. They already ruled out DeMarcus Cousins. Brooke Lopez had that back surgery. Wesley Matthews in health and safety protocols. Semi Ojale, he is out. And then Chris Middleton is questionable. He hyperextended his left knee in that last game. I'd be shocked if he plays. Uh, I just don't see a world where they actually give him the run in this one. Uh, we have no game total. We have no injury report just yet. So we're going to have to keep an eye on that as it is. But this is going to be a good game, a good fantasy game. I think there's going to be a lot to like here. We'll start off with the Pacers. Uh, with Giannis out, this this is going to be a tough matchup for whoever they decide they want to put on Demonis Bonus. Uh, I really like Sabonis here at 9500 He'd be one of the reasons I don't spend up on Porzingis. I'd rather find that extra $900, uh, put it into Sabonis. I think he is one of my uh, top power forward plays when I'm spending up at that position. Definitely a great option here. Outside of him, though, not a whole lot else. Uh, probably going to hop off the Chris Duarte bandwagon with all the value on 11-game slate. Uh, he's really just struggled with a shot over the past two games. He's 3-for-16 over the last two. We saw that big one against the Knicks, but since then he's been ice cold and the minutes have been down. So I'll probably fade Duarte here. I think you could look at like a Brogdon or a Levert. Brogdon going against his former team. That narrative is always there as well. Um, but at 7700 it's a good price tag. I'm not going to talk you off of it. Looking at this Bucks team, I think this is where a lot of the interest is going to be. With no Giannis, we know that the usage just gets funneled all over the place. There's a lot of options we could have, especially if Middleton sits as well. Um, at that point, we have to wonder, you know, how close could this game stay? Without those two major pieces, this Bucks team's still good. They're still very, very deep. But I think Holiday absolutely in play at 75. He's probably the reason I don't play Brogdon. And, if you know, it's probably the best play in that 6 to seven and a half k range once you hit the 8k range we, we talked about some of those options already i think bobby portis would absolutely be in play at 7100 they're going to need his size this could be about a 35 minute bobby portis game if it stays close uh, not the greatest matchup going against miles turner's bonus in that front court probably will find himself in a little bit of foul trouble but it's not just that the fact that he's going to get those extra minutes because he's big bobby portis likes to shoot it's been known he's been dating back to his days on the bulls uh, he was notoriously known for just putting his head down, not looking at anybody, and just shooting. Now he's going to have the opportunity. So I'm good with Bobby, too. Pat Connaughton at 5K, absolutely good play. He's going to have some great shot attempts coming his way. Increased. He's had two 30-point DK games over the past three. So I'm cool with that. And I'm good with Grayson Allen as well. If you want to look at Grayson Allen, dude's been playing you know, pretty baller all season long. He's been shooting great from three-point land. Increased shot attempts. That's what we're looking for. So Holiday, Portis, Connaughton, DiVincenzo. All these guys are in play. Uh, they're probably going to end up running a little bit of Theonis. Uh, I don't think they start him necessarily. Actually, they might have to with this matchup. Don't think I'd end up playing him, though. On to the next game. Six games down. I'm trying to cruise through this because we have a big, big slate. New Orleans Pelicans traveling to OKC, taking on the Thunder for the Pelicans. Carol Lewis Jr. is done for the year. Zion is still out. Looks like he – I'd be shocked if Zion plays this season. 
Uh, Dort has been ruled out. And then we know Isaiah Roby and uh, Alexis Pokajevsi are all in the G League. As far as a game total, don't believe we have one yet, so we're going to have to keep our eyes peeled for that when it comes out. Start off with this Pelicans team. Brandon Ingram all the way up to 9,200. It's a great matchup, but I'm not paying 9,200 for him despite how well he's been playing. He's got three 50 DK point games or more over the past five. He's got a good floor. The ceiling is always there for him. So if you want to look at him as a cash play, I think we have better ones out there. But um, for me, I, I just don't see myself having very much of him. And to be honest, I don't see myself having very much of anybody in this game. I think everybody's just priced appropriately. Jonas is back up to 87. We had a game or two where we could take advantage of it. It's a great matchup. I just think there's other centers out there I'd rather play. Uh, Josh Hart all the way up at 63. It's a little too expensive for Josh Hart for me. I'll take a pass there. And I haven't played Devontae Graham more than once all season, so I just don't see it You know, starting now. I'm not, not going to hop on that bandwagon either. On the OKC side, uh, Shea all the way up at 88. No, thank you. It's a good matchup. The ceiling's there for him in this matchup. But there's just so many guards on the slate that I've already talked about that are a little over seven. Like, I, I give me Holiday over him. Uh, give me Lowry over him. Give me Cole Anthony over him. Uh, there's plenty of other guys we could look at, so I just don't see myself going there. Outside of him, not a whole lot else I'm, I'm very interested in. Uh, without Lou Dort, you know, somebody's probably going to draw the start. Could be Trey Mann, but I, I imagine it's probably closer to Kenrich Williams. And if he does draw that start, I think Kenrich comes into play at 3,500. So keep your eye on that. If Kendrick does start very, very much in play, I think he'd be a fantastic value play going against his former team. If it's Trey Mann, I'll probably take a pass. Five games left. Charlotte Hornets traveling to San Antonio, taking on the Spurs. This one should be very, very fancy-friendly. We do not have a game total. We do not have a line. LaMelo Ball continues to be out. Mason Plumlee's questionable. Ish Smith has been ruled out as well. And then for the Spurs, they are good to go outside of Zach Collins, but we know that. Uh, on to the Charlotte side of the ball. Everybody's, again, priced up accordingly on this team. Uh, Terry Rozier back in this lineup now at 7300 It's a fair price for him. I'll probably take a pass. I'd rather find the extra $200, go towards Holiday. Uh, all these forwards are just priced appropriately. Uh, I'm not going to be going to pay 82 for Oubre. I can see the 81 for Bridges. I think this is a good matchup for him. Uh, but, again, I think we have better forwards around that range. So I don't really see myself playing too, too much over here on this side of the ball. Uh, P.J. Washington is down to 6K, but we need him to play 30-plus minutes to have any interest in him. On the Spurs side, though, I do think there's a lot of fancy love here, and it's just because they're going against Charlotte. It's very similar to going against Houston. Very poor defense gets played, and the ball goes up and down the court a whole lot. So DeJounte Murray, Derek White, both these guys are absolutely fantastic plays. I think this is you know one of those ceiling-type games that we could see for Murray. I'd be looking at 50 DK points plus. Uh, even has a chance to hit 60 in this one. It wouldn't shock me one bit. And then normally, I'm not a big Derek White player. If you listen to this show, you hear me say it a lot. I've had some shares from over, uh, on him in the past few games, uh, but it's just, it, it's it's my opinion, it's bound to slow down soon. But the dude's just been contributing, so I'm not going to argue against it. And it's a plus matchup. This team gets killed from behind the three-point line. Derek White should be chucking in this one. So I definitely have to have an interest in both of these guys. I'll probably pivot them off of each other here and there. I wouldn't play them both in the same lineup necessarily, but they're both certainly in play. And I love to play centers against Charlotte as long as Mason Plumlee's out. I think Jakob Pertl uh, is in play, but all the way up to 7K now, coming off of a big 24-12 and 12 game. And it's the most points he's scored over the past, like, 10 to 15 games. So a little abnormal. He shot 10 of 12 from the field. I just don't see that happening again, although this is one of those great spots for him where if he puts up a big one, it wouldn't shock me. I just think at 7K, there's other guys I'd rather spend on. 
on to the next game. But before we hop over there, quick shout out to our presenting sponsor over at Manscaped. Head over to Manscaped, the number one male grooming line product out there. You hear me talk about it all the time. Get that perfect package 4.0 kit that comes with the lawnmower 4.0. It comes with creams. It comes with body wash. It comes with boxer briefs, a travel kit. It comes with a little bit of everything, some toner, everything you need. You're going on vacation, bring your perfect uh, perfect package 4.0 travel kit. You need a gift for somebody, get your perfect package 4.0 travel kit. When you head over there and use the promo code HOOPBALL20, you get 20% off plus free shipping on your entire first purchase. So, that's a good chance to just stock up on stocking stuffers. A uh, good chance to maybe just get your friend, get your father, get your brother, get anybody you want. The number one male grooming kit out there is made by Manscaped, and it's called the Perfect Package 4.0. And then I mentioned the Lawnmower 4.0 comes in it. Fantastic. Let me tell you about it. Uh, it is waterproof. It has a guide light on it. It has those like those clipper guards, so you make sure that when you're trimming any of your male hair, uh, it's safe. And I think that's super important, especially when you're talking about the Manscaped product. So thought I'd mention it. Don't forget that promo code, HoopBall20. Minnesota Timberwolves, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time game, traveling to Denver. They are taking on the Nuggets. For the Nuggets, Will Barton is probable. So is Aaron Gordon. P.J. Dozier, as we know, is rolled out. No Jermichael Green. No Michael Porter Jr. No Jamal Murray. Austin Rivers is questionable. Uh, from the health and safety protocols. For the Timberwolves, D'Angelo Russell is questionable as well. So, start off here with Minnesota. I'm not playing Cat at 10-2. Not just going to do it. You know, there's other, I think I prefer those 10K guards over him. Uh, I prefer the guy on the other side of the ball over him for a little bit more. Just not going to do it. Uh, not playing Russell at 84. Probably not playing Edwards at 83. I think the one guy I do have a little interest in is Beverly here at 49. He's playing big minutes again, all the way up to 34 minutes. Uh, but now he's priced accordingly. We usually don't see too many 40 DK point games out of Beverly. So I think that ceiling isn't really there to get too much exposure. But if in cash you want to look at him, he's viable. And on the Denver side of the ball, yeah, I don't need to say much more. It's Jokic. Play him. If you want, I'm not going to talk you out of it. Uh, any center going against Carl Anthony Towns usually has a pretty good day. He's talking about back-to-back. Or actually, it's three out of the past four games with at least 72 DK points. The dude is a freak. He's in another zone right now. He's having his way. He was ejected in that last one. He could have been even higher. Missed his triple-double by one assist. Probably would have been talking closer to a 76-77 DK point game. So, yeah, Jokic, probably my favorite spend-up on the slate overall. It's not anything shocking there. Uh, I think everybody probably looks at it that way as well. So sign me up. I am good with them. And then I'm probably not playing much of anybody else with Barton and Gordon both likely to play. It's just going to be the regular old Denver team. I'm good with just Jokic. On to the Washington Wizards traveling to Sacramento. Taking on the Kangs. Looking at the Kings, Rashawn Holmes is doubtful. And then for the Wizards, Thomas Bryant, Rui Hachimura, both ruled out. Kyle Kuzma in the health and safety protocols is questionable. So we got to keep an eye on Kuzma. He could be back for this game. As far as a game total and a spread, we do not have it. So it is what it is. We're going to have to wait and see. And then let's get into this. Looking at this Washington team. Not really interested in a whole lot here. I think we can look at the centers, Gafford, Harrell. Those are probably the two spots I would look. Centers have had their ways with the Kings, especially with no Rashawn Holmes. It's just going to be Alex Lynn out there. They'll probably throw some Bagley at center a little bit. Uh, maybe they throw a minute or two to Tristan Thompson. But I think both these guys are in play. Uh, Harold's probably a little safer just because, you know, he's a little bit more effective on offense. But they're both fine plays. And if Kuzma sits, you know, looking at Denny, looking at Bertans, uh, I had more Bertans in that last one, and it actually paid off. So 
probably the guy to go to in this one. He was just hot shooting, and they went with the hot hand. He was 5-9 from deep, ended up shooting 8-13 on the night, put up 33 DK points. So I'm good with Bertans as well. Uh, on that Sacramento side of the ball, definitely some options we could look at. Washington's defense isn't as bad as it used to be, but uh, I think if we want to look at anybody, it's probably just going to be this backcourt for me. Harrison Barnes at 5,600. Minutes were down in that last one. Only played 22, but it was also a blowout. There was no need to really press him. Again, there's always that risk. I never get Harrison Barnes right, and we're just waiting for the 30-plus minute game. The high-volume shot attempts. It's going to happen in one of these. So in your GPPs, I'd be taking a stab or two. I wouldn't be going nuts with them, locking them in every lineup or anything like that. And then De'Aaron Fox has just been on a roll lately. Dude's been playing absolutely fantastic over the past few games. So if you want to take a shot at De'Aaron, go for it. I won't talk you off of it. I just think I prefer like those Holiday, Cole Anthony, and Lowry's. Uh, we talked about those three guys. I still think those guys are just a little bit above them. Um, and I probably won't end up with too much Heald or Halliburton. But, if again, I think everybody on this Kings team is kind of in play for tournaments. Just don't love any of them for cash or single entries right now. Two games remaining. Los Angeles Clippers traveling to Utah, taking on the Jazz. Uh, as of right now, for the Clippers, Batum, Paul George are both questionable. Serge Ibaka has been ruled out for personal reasons. Everybody is good to go for the Jazz. No game line, no total. Probably waiting on that Paul George news. This is another game. It sounds corny. You've been hearing me say it a lot. I'm probably just going to be avoiding for the most part. Uh, if Paul George and Batum happen to sit, I don't see a chance in hell that the Clippers can stay in this one. It's going to be really challenging for them. You know, Terrence Mann's been a guy that I've been playing plenty of. Coming off of two straight 33 DK point games, if Paul George sits at 3,300, you can look at him. But there's probably better value that we've already spoke about. And keep in mind, we're recording this the night before. There's going to be a ton of news that breaks. There's going to be a lot to talk about and monitor throughout the day. So I just don't see myself going to too, too much here. You know, maybe Marcus Morris Sr., but again, uh, I'm not expecting him to take, you know, shoot 10 to 16 again. He could. Uh, coming off of a big game, but. Those are probably the two main options I'd look at, and I'd draw the line there. And on the Utah side of the ball, everybody's priced up. I'm not playing Gobert or Mitchell. Just too expensive for my liking right now. Uh, they're worth it. They've been both crushing, don't get me wrong. Absolutely worth it. I just don't see myself spending that on there. And then that's probably about the only two players I usually have interest in on a night-to-night basis on this squad regardless. Uh, Mike Conley's minutes have been down just because, I mean, they've been absolutely smoking teams over the past three games. And I don't see this changing, so I think we're looking at another 25-minute game for Mike Conley uh, due to the blowout. Final game of the night, Memphis Grizzlies traveling to Portland, taking on the Trailblazers. Trailblazers are on the second half of back-to-back. They're playing right now as we speak. So no injury report for them, but Brandon Clark is out. John Morant's out. Sam Merrill is out, and Zaire Williams is out. No injury report, or I mean, no, I'm sorry, no game total, no spread just yet. We'll start off with Memphis here. Uh, definitely some guys that we could look at. I think these price tags are all pretty pretty fair with Steven Adams back. You know, Xavier Tillman's probably off the board for us. Jaron Jackson's back, so Kyle Anderson's probably off the board for us. Uh, but I do think that this is a spot that we could look at, a Desmond Bain or a Dylan Brooks. Uh, both these guys should get high-volume shot attempts to continue it. Bain only played 21 minutes against Philly. That game got out of hand. He managed to put up 28.5 DK points with only scoring five actual points. So we've seen the ceiling. This dude was priced up a little bit more beyond that. Um, I'm okay with looking at Bain. I think I prefer him slightly over Brooks. But both these guys are going to lead the team in shot attempts. They both should have like 16 or 17 plus, and they're both in play. Cash, GPPs, you could look at them in both of them. On the Portland side of the ball, probably not playing Lillard. 
Uh, second half of the back-to-back, I'm all set there. If anything, I'm going to go back to the well. Larry Nance Jr. at 4,600. Uh, we know his upside. He's starting for the second game in a row tonight, so I'm assuming he's going to start for the third game in a row uh, by the time you guys hear this uh, against Memphis. And he put up 29 uh, DK points in that first start against Minnesota in 26 minutes. As long as he's getting 25 to the 30-minute mark, you should have no problem paying off that $4,600 price tag. So I definitely have an interest in him. And then outside of him, Anthony Simons at 54. I don't love that price tag, but if he's going to take 20 shot attempts like he did against Minnesota, sign me up. So we also want to see what he ends up doing when it's all said and done tonight. But if the shot attempts continue to be there for him, I'm good with it. And then Nasir Little is a decent play at 4,300, but I don't see myself having too many shares of him. All right. I tried to motor through that as quick as possible. 32 minutes, 11 games. We just cooked it. So now we're going to get to the player tier segment where we talk about the top tiers. Two from each tier we will give. Nikola Jokic, expensive tier number one. 12-2, fantastic play. Going against Carl Anthony Towns in Minnesota. There's not much needs to be said for Jokic. The dude's pretty much averaging like 65 DK points a night over the last month. I'm good with him there. Uh, the other guy I'd spend up on, I do like me some DeJounte Murray at 10-3 in this matchup. I'm good with spending on him. Uh, up pace tempo, very little defense. I mean, he's not known for his three-point shooting, but this team gives up a ton of them. So... Wouldn't shock me if he ends up burying three of them tonight. Then we're going to the mid-tier. That would be less than 8K. So that just kind of uh, takes a lot of the sauce away from those 8K point guards. But Drew Holiday, absolutely in play at 7,500. Knowing Giannis is out, knowing Middleton's most likely out. Fantastic. Fire him up. 7,500. Good to go. Not much needs to be said about that play. It's just, you know the deal. A lot of bodies out. A lot of shot attempts will go his way. Nothing else you could do. Uh, I think you're going to have to have some shares of Drew Holiday, regardless of whether or not you think this game stays close. He's a fantastic play. And then outside of him, I might as well just go with his uh, with his center, his running mate. Actually, we'll give two here. We'll give the caveat. If Mobley sits, I think marketing at 51. I mentioned him early, early, early in the podcast, so don't forget about him. I think he'd be very much in play. Um, but then I also wanted to just throw in where, if, you know, let's say that uh, you know, Mobley plays. I think we could definitely look at Bobby Portis. Again, I don't love this matchup going against Miles Turner. It's not one I like to pick on, but I certainly think that the upside is going to be there as far as the shot attempts and the goodies that come with it. So got to look at him. And then for value, we're going to give a couple plays here because of caveats. Uh, if Embiid sits, drum it at 47, fire him up. Um, and then I think without any injury news or if we're not talking about anything else, I mean, we've talked about a few of these guys at 3,500 if you wanted to uh, you know, go to the bottom of the barrel, but I think Grayson Allen at 4K – He's a fine play that we could definitely look at. Um, Cam Reddish is a little bit more risky, so I don't think I would include him in necessarily, necessarily in this. We mentioned him, though. Same thing that goes with Malik Monk. Uh, but I think Sangoon at 45, if we see that there's no Christian Wood, fire him up. I'm good with it. And then Larry Nance is probably safe regardless at 46. So, you know, four guys right under that 5K mark, I think are great options that we could look at. Siding over to our Thrive prop bets of the night. A lot of guys to look at here. I think there's a couple of easy ones that you could just lock in as chalk. They're not going to get you more than 80 points. But Coley Anthony, 4.5 assists. I think it's just lock it in. Uh, dude's been crushing all season long. He gets a matchup against Trey Young and this Hawks team. I think he should have no problem hitting that bark. So I'm good with that one. Uh, and then if we wanted to look at another one, I think Demonis Sabonis, 12.5 rebounds on the over. 
I'm thinking I'm willing to take that going against this Milwaukee team. It's going to be very undersized going against him. Uh, it's a it's a it's a rough bet simply because you're getting 115 points for it. So the favorite is obviously going for the under on that. But if I'm going to give one that is pretty chalky, I think I got to pair it with something that's a little bit of risky. So that's the one I'm going with: Sabonis and Cole Anthony. And that brings us home, guys. So. Thank you, as always, for listening. Go give me a follow on Twitter, at Mike Apatria, M-I-K-E-A-P-O-T-R-I-A. Thumbs up, five-star rate and review, wherever you might be listening to this. We really do appreciate it over there, guys. Follow us on Twitter, and you'll get the up-to-date information at how we view the slate. I'm always retweeting news, lineup news, guys rolled in, rolled out. And the best way to follow us is really in the Discord, because that's where you'll find me an hour before every slate locks. I'm in there answering questions, posting my thoughts on the slate, the favorite value. As things adjust, my favorite, you know, my highest owned studs, my highest owned players in general. Uh, I'm answering as many questions as I can. Those are just some common ones that I get pretty often. So follow us in the Discord. Only way you can get in there is if you have the Sports Ethos DFS Pass, which is only $4.99 a month. Listen, if you're playing DFS, you're probably playing more than $4.99 a week. Uh, throw throw $4.99 in there. Get that DFS Pass. You won't be disappointed. We also have behind the scene article that you can read over there uh, every single day, and you get the access to the Discord, guys. So thank you all for listening. We will be back tomorrow. I'll be on with my good friend Harris. We'll be crushing that Thursday slate for y'all. Take care. Have a good one.